Well, welcome to my podcast, and I'm here live at the Hotel Bonaventure. And of course, my podcast uh, brings you residents of District 2, generally, or Cote St. Luke. And I've got a longtime friend and neighbor who's had a very interesting life, Howie Shapiro. Howie, how long have you lived in District 2 for? Uh, well, pro- over 50 years. Oh, my gosh. You must have moved in when you were like two or three years old. Exactly. Well, actually, seven, <laughs> we'll put it there. <laughs> so, Howie, we know you in many vocations, but by profession, you're a school teacher. I'm a school teacher, was uh, an, a school administrator for many years, having retired in 2007. Okay, so tell us, where did you teach? I taught, pri- I did teach at uh, the Protestant School Board of Greater Montreal, now English Montreal School Board, uh, and uh, also primarily at uh, Sir Wilfrid Laurier School Board in Laval. Okay, and what did, what was, what did you teach? Uh, I was a special education teacher by training. Um, but again, have taught already at most levels, both in elementary and in high school. Okay, so how many years did you teach for altogether before you went into administration, about? Um, I was seven years, and then the rest was uh, in administration as a principal, also as a school board director. When I moved to the directorship of the school board, I was the director of a complementary education. Okay, so you were the principal. Which, how, many, did you, how many schools were you the principal of? Which, one, which ones would we know about? Um, well, many schools, because I did have the opportunity to move around, mostly by choice, because I like change. Um, but um, Souvenir Elementary, um, Hillcrest Elementary, or Hillcrest Academy, actually. I've also worked at Laval Senior, Laval Junior, uh, and at the uh, school board office, Twin Oaks Elementary School, Rodden, uh, Joliet Elementary and High School. So quite a number of different schools. And, and how did you enjoy that experience? You were obviously far from home. You know, that wasn't a close drive. And what did you like best about it? Um, primarily working with children. I also enjoyed immensely working with teachers. Probably when I went to the board office to work there, what I missed most, aside from the student contact, was the direct contact with teachers on an everyday basis. So when you moved to administration, um, how was that adjustment? Um, it was an easy one. It was, it was something that I wanted to do. I wanted to be able... Um, to affect an entire school population, to uh, be able to offer whatever skills I had that I could share them with the uh, other members of the school and the community and the parents. And it was a way in which I, I personally feel that I thrived. So Howie, I see you, because you live right near me, I see you often, you and your wife Aileen and whatever pet that you have in the house at that time. Uh, you know, but I always see you every year at the Quebec Provincial Association of Teachers Convention going on many years now. So why don't you tell our audience, what are you doing here? Uh, we are lucky enough through uh, QPAT to be able to have a table here at Teachers Convention. And our table promotes uh, the literacy project with I, together with a friend, Judy Labo, uh, co-founded. Now, the Namawanga Literacy Project is um, a project for young children uh, in Uganda. Now, this project takes children out of the shanty town of Namawango and provides them with an opportunity for schooling. 
When I say that it's a small program, we keep consistently uh, 20 children in the program, uh, and they all are orphans or true orphans and uh, come from the shantytown, would not have an opportunity to learn, to gain some literacy unless they came into our program. The, uh, in Uganda, education for primary school is free, but free as long as you can afford the school supplies to buy a uniform, which is mandatory for all schools in Uganda, um, as well as the uh, clothing and, and provide a lunch. Since the children that we deal with really uh, can't afford any of this. They might be living with uh, someone who has taken them in or on the streets or with an extended family member. Um, we find them in the slum, we give them the opportunity for schooling, and we make one guarantee that whatever grade at the elementary level we take them in, that they will be able to stay with us until uh, they complete grade seven. But we've also been fortunate enough to have lots of sponsors. Um, although we're not a sponsorship agency, we facilitate the sponsorship of a child who can then continue their schooling in a regular classroom, go on to high school. And we've even uh, had children, not children, young adults right now go to university. Uh, as a matter of fact, our IT person is a Ugandan student, still in Uganda, studying in university, takes care of our Facebook page and our web page. Uh, so it's it's been a wonderful, I think, program. Um, it's, it's changed my life because I've had the opportunity to go to Uganda at least uh, 12 times. Uh, so it's, it's been successful and we're here at the convention uh, to promote. We're looking for volunteers, we're looking for teachers who may want to go to Uganda or work with us here in Montreal. We go to schools, we do um, workshops for classes, uh, or even entire schools. We've had schools that have sponsored us, and we're always looking for corporate sponsors. And we sell crafts. Our uh, volunteers, when they go, always bring back a couple of suitcases full of crafts made by the caregivers or other artisans. And um, they're resold here. Uh, and 100% of what we raise at all times, not only here, goes directly back into the program. What was the, what was the last trip you were in Uganda for? Um, again, always to uh, work in the classroom, uh, to make sure that we have everything that we need, work with our teacher, uh, to make sure that the class is equipped with the type of materials that they require. In our group that just went over, um, we needed new chairs. Our children were growing too tall, huh. um, new tables, mm -hmm. um, and we were able to uh, equip all the... Uh, the, the needs of the classroom. We, our teacher is so proud. We even had a carpenter come in who took the old tables, repurposed them and made bookshelves out of them. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's, it's always the type of things that we do when we go. Teachers who volunteer to go, go to work directly in the classroom. We've had other types of professionals, uh, audiologists, for example, um, children's workers who go, who want to work in the extended community, as well as with uh, the caregivers for our kids and in the classroom. Now, when I think of Uganda, what comes to mind is Raiden Antebi, what happened with Idi Amin, and that terrible story about the Israelis mm -hmm. <clears throat> being taken hostage, and we're talking about it at a pretty interesting right. time. What is Uganda life? 
Is it a scary place? Is it a dangerous place? I have never found it to be dangerous. I've always felt safe and secure there. Never really had any incidents that I would say couldn't happen in any other part of the world. Um, being a senior now, and even when I started this in 2007, um, Ugandans tend to revere older people. Huh. And it made a difference, of course, while we were there. Uh, so it, it, it was... There, there are also a people who are extremely friendly. It's said, and I believe it's true, that if a Ugandan befriends you, he befriends you for life. Um, so it, you know, they, they respect... What, what they expect is they expect that anyone else who comes there be a believer in something. They don't care what the religion is, but they want to know that you do believe in a God. Um, so that to them is what's important. I mean, they have a ruler who has declared himself president, well, for life, even though there are um, elections in Uganda. Um, they're always contested and there are various different opinions. Mm -hmm. But talking about the raid on Entebbe, actually, if you fly into Entebbe Airport uh, and you're lucky enough to go over uh, part of the, uh, the runways in the airport, you'll still see the uh, destroyed airplane on really? an abandoned runway. Really? Are you runway. kidding me? No, seriously. Uh, it was one of the first things that was pointed out to me uh, the first Why? time I Why is gone. it there? It's just there, you know, that's, it's probably at the time was considered more expensive to, uh, to remove it. They don't talk about it necessarily, wow. but it's an interesting fact. That's very interesting. So we'll give a description of the program and the website uh, address in the description of the video. Howie, thanks very much and congratulations on the work you're doing. Thank you so much. It was great to have District 2 resident Howie Shapiro as my guest.